The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies. As many of you know, we interviewed Taro, the founder of Four Sigmatic on this show, one of our favorite episodes, and we had to bring the brand on board as a partner. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs, and they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you're looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're all delicious. Just open a pack and add to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms. And like always, we have a special offer just for him and her listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15% off your entire order. This episode is brought to you by Pure Romance. Pure Romance helps women love their lives through bath, beauty, and bedroom accessories. Their dedication to women's sexual health sets them apart. Pure Romance has all kinds of products, guys, okay? You have to check out their bedroom accessories, and you definitely have to stock up on some of their sensual essential oils. Get the bang bang. Trust me. It's a good one. Anyway, you can go to www.pureromance.com and enter promo code SKINNY for 10% off. That's pureromance.com and enter promo code SKINNY for 10% off. You will love the bang bang oil. Good evening and welcome to this, your worst nightmare. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the monster man. You know, there's like giant crystal springs, five gallon jugs. Like I was the one who always had to carry it upstairs to my parents. <laughs> you know, room. He's like, God damn, Heather, grab two of those things. I'm like, dad, I'm, I'm like 11 years old. I can't carry these giant jugs. But when my dad was dying, he lost a lot of weight and he was such a big dude. And he pulled me aside in the hospital. He's like, hey, listen, you know, you're built like me, right? I was like, you're right, dad. He goes, if, if you start getting skinny, you're probably dying. Okay, honey, so don't lose any weight. It's a bad sign. <laughs> so literally, I, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to get too thin because I'm probably dying. Like, you have to laugh at this shit. You cannot control what happens to you, right? Boo. Spooked you. Well, this episode's going to go live a little bit after Halloween, but okay. we're recording this intro on Halloween. So, Let's boo, spooky. Taylor, maybe you can add a little bit of spooky music to no, this. No, Taylor, add the monster mash. Maybe. Yeah, maybe a little monster mash yeah, instead of monster. our normal intro. Yeah, Anyways, Taylor, have some if fun we can mesh it. that in somewhere. Maybe like a bat noise. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to Skinny Confidential, him and her show. If you are new to the show, thank you for joining. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Heather McMahon. This episode is a fun one. We go all over the place. We dive into some funny topics, funny details. What else do we dive into? A lot of stuff. You know, it's very lighthearted. Michael and I are always trying to mix up the guests. We want like serious. We want some business. We want some funny. We want some lightheartedness. We never want you guys to expect something. We always want to throw you a curveball. So this episode is actually inspired by Instagram. I was really hungover on a Sunday eating a veggie delight sandwich in bed with extra avocados, extra sprouts, and extra pepperoncinis from the deli across the street that I postmated that's one minute away. And Which always embarrasses me. <laughs> and um, I was like going through this Instagram deep dive. One of you guys actually told me to check out her Britney Spears breakdown. I don't know who it was, so if it was you, DM me. 
Anyway, so I went and did this deep dive into Heather's Instagram on her highlight, and she talks about Britney Spears, like, over the course of three highlights. It's amazing. You have to check it out. And then I got Michael so on board with Heather when I showed him her Halloween costume. Heather is the next rising star. She already is a star. She's rising. She's 100%. I think she's going to be a huge star. She is a huge star. I was fucking dying when you showed me that, when she dressed up like the, the guy from MyPillow.com, the MyPillow guy. God, she's fucking funny. Anyway, guys, you know, do yourself a favor. Actually, just like turn off this episode and go to her Instagram <laughs> and go watch some of this stuff and then come back because it's it, it had me like hysterically laughing. She was showing me when I was driving the car. It's probably not the most responsible thing. Um, and I almost swerved off the road. Yeah, she is. She's a, a real hoot, you guys. I feel like with my profession, it's really important that I'm always on the pulse of everything and watching where things are going. I always tell Michael if I wasn't a podcaster and a blogger, I would be a talent spotter. Don't mean to brag. And I am telling you with Heather, she is going to be major and huge. Not that she already isn't. She's already huge. But I feel like she's like the next Amy Schumer. She's great. And I also liked, I didn't know who that, um, who the, who is the person you showed me she dressed up as for Halloween? Um, uh, wait, Barefoot Contessa? Yeah. Is that, that her one. name? I don't know, but it was funny, whatever it was. You so guys anyways, go look at her Do yourself a favor. Just shut this podcast yeah. off. You've already heard it from us. Go take a look. <laughs> then come back. You can hear her again. Because she really was amazing. And we really liked doing the interview. Well, sometimes you just need a little comedic relief. We're in the middle of a fucking move that's killing me. It's pissing me off. It's irritating. We have three places right now. We have one in San Diego that's basically an overpriced storage locker. We have one here in LA that's the condo we have. And now we got another condo. I've never, and we can only be in one place at one time. Lauren, you need to consolidate. You need to do your job as a wife and get me organized. No, you guys have no idea. If you follow along on Instagram story, it's been pure chaos in our life. Basically, we've been commuting from San Diego to LA for the last eight months. And when I say commuting, I mean back and forth twice a week in traffic. Um, the other day, I calculated how long I was in the car, and it was like eight hours, which was pretty bleak. Um, so basically, our stuff is everywhere. The clothes I'm wearing are three days old. Um, I'm wearing stuff out of the hamper. I don't know where anything is. Um, it's it's bleak right now. Uh, so we're trying to take everything from San Diego and get it into L.A. this week. But a lot of you guys are asking me, are we moving out of San Diego we are moving to LA basically full time, but we think we're going to get a tiny studio or one bedroom apartment in Del Mar. To all our family and friends that have been wondering if you're still going to be part of our lives, probably not. Michael, it's time okay. to go, guys. It's been, listen, it's been a, the last 30 years with me has been cool parents, friends, family, but it's time for me to move on. Do you have to talk like Mr. Rogers when you say that? Time to move on. All right. So, no, Michael's just saying that. We're going to be in LA, but we're also going to be in San Diego a little bit here and there. Um, we have a lot of family and friends in San Diego, so we're not abandoning Not anymore, it. we don't. Michael. I'm just kidding. We'll still be around. God, I'm going to get so many messages. And okay. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. You're not being in the spirit of Thanksgiving. It's November now. So. I'm thankful that we had that time together, friends and family. Okay. Michael, go read your book. All right, let's talk about pure romance before we get into Heather's interview. Let's talk about pure romance. So... The brand Pure Romance is more than a party, guys. It's more than a bedroom accessory, and it's more than a job. It's a full experience, a sexy experience. Basically, Pure Romance's dedication to women's sexual health makes the company very much on the pulse. Their goal is to make sure women feel empowered, educated, and of course, entertained, which we love. So let's get into their products. On their site... PureRomance.com, you can find sexy creams, books, games, and personal massagers. 
So fun. I love it all. I feel like this helps spice up the bedroom on both ends, okay? So if you're looking for a place to start, I personally would start with the Calypso toy collection. It's these bedroom accessories and very much get the job done, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. And they're waterproof. Just saying. You can thank me later on this little tip. They also have sensual essential oils. I really, really like this, okay? So this is one of my favorite products they offer because when things are hot and steamy, I like to set the mood. You know I'm all about the five senses and these sexy, sassy essential oils make all the difference. My favorite blend right now to get down with is Rise and Grind and then they also have this other one called Bang Bang. I'm kind of obsessed with the Bang Bang. It's supposed to ignite feelings of passion which Michael loves. Right, Michael? Love it. <laughs> Anyways, they also have these parties that I feel like would be really fun for a bachelorette party where it's a ladies-only party, and the women are not only educated, but they're also entertained. This sounds like my style. This is very TSC-esque. And you get to learn more about your body and your sexual health. And supposedly, it's unlike any other at-home party. I need to try this. This is very much up my alley. So you can throw a party and score free products when you host a pure romance party. Okay? That's all on their website. You guys got to check it out. Again, it's women only. And it's all about empowerment and education. So you can feel comfortable in a sexy, safe environment. If you guys want to check out their products, definitely look into the personal massager and their sensual essential oils. All you have to do is go to www.pureromance.com and enter promo code SKINNY for 10% off. That's pureromance.com. Use promo code SKINNY for 10% off. And have fun with this one. Heather McMahon is the next thing, guys. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you're missing out on so many laughs. And if you don't believe me here, check out her Halloween costume. Like, she won Halloween, I'm telling you. Anyway, Heather is a well-known comedian, and she describes herself as a friend of anyone who owns a deli. I fell in love with her via Insta on a hungover Sunday. Just check out her highlights. You will not be disappointed, and your screen time will double. With that, let's welcome Heather, one of the funniest chicks I've ever met, to the show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I almost think it's better to like keep telling people I'm going to launch a podcast and then it never comes That's out. Uh, oh, I love like a, a cock tease. Just build yes, a tour around uh, a podcast that may launch. No, yes, like, let's exactly. call it the cock tease yes, tour. Yes. Like that's what you need. And you can drive around when the tour actually comes in a huge cock. Yes. You I, know? I do it. I love phallic things. I love phallic foods. Like this will be great. And Jeff, my boyfriend, the Italian stallion, can just drive the, the cock tease bus. So on brand. Uh-huh. The Italian stallion. Yeah. <laughs> That's He's literally thing. driving around in his Lexus right now. You're dating town. Sylvester Stallone? No, literally. <laughs> Honestly, kind of. Kinda. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's um, like a meaty Italian guy um, from New York, went to Penn State, but he's like a frat daddy from the South. Like, it's just, it's a, a lot of things. Frat daddy? What's that? Like, he just wears a lot. He has like a chest hair always popping out of his like button downs. Um, he like thinks he's Southern, oh, but he's like very Italian. Yeah, he is. Full beard, like, but like Wolverine beard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So I discovered you through Instagram story. One of my readers, I don't know who it was. So I, I apologize. Uh, DM me on Instagram she if it was pissed. you. 
um, told me to go look at your Britney Spears breakdown. Yes, and Britney 911. Yeah, I actually don't mean Britney's breakdown. I mean your breakdown of Britney Spears. But my breakdown of her breakdown, Okay. essentially. Yes. So <laughs> I started to become obsessed when I saw that there was tiny furniture in her house. Okay, so the tiny furniture thing I have really dissected. Now, do I think it could be for her tiny dogs? Yes. Could it also be for fairies? Yes. You know, she has a big thing with fairies. It could also, though, be for um, Jamie Lynn's daughter's American Girl dolls. That's the one I really want to go with. I think that seems more grounded, but probably it's for the fairies. For people that don't know what the tiny furniture is, give us context. Um, th- she has tiny furniture in her uh, all over her house, like little baby beds, like literally like doll beds, um, little couches, and she always has them in the background of all the videos that she puts up. So she'll be like doing her crazy exercises in her gym, and then you can see the tiny baby bed in the background. Okay, so so back up. So you you are a comedian. Yes. You come on Instagram story, and everyone falls in love with you because you have a great personality. Talk to me about how you went from comedian to now. I mean, you're also still a comedian, but to like Instagram stories standout star. You know, it's funny. I'm so grateful that Instagram has given me this platform because I've really like been organically doing this for years. I mean, I'm a character actor and a comedian, so I've been like wearing wigs and doing crazy videos on the internet forever um but this for some reason the story format like the way i write jokes now is in 15 seconds like just getting that like little like that um button that punch at the end is just kind of how my brain works now so i just kind of mastered that art but i just love that people can you know kind of get a um a look into my everyday life and it's been such a great way for me to just kind of like share my story um you know I've the last two years have been really wild um I moved back home with my parents or my mom after my dad died I was living in LA doing the comedy thing like thriving like hustling and then life kind of hit and I said fuck it I gotta go back and you know live at home for a little bit and help my mom and it's really kind of where like the my comedy even grew you know sometimes like when you're going through dark shit the funniest stuff comes out so um I just people are like obsessed with my mom now and I'm just telling my stories so the fact that people tune in I'm so grateful for honestly what it's, type of uh what type of stand-up were you doing before I mean I guess that's broad but like what was your act based on because now if it, a lot of it has the social component so you're you're fitting into that context and those mediums what right what was the what was the, the act before well I was a big per, um like a big advocate for like I did a lot of uh improv and so I did stuff at like UCB here in New York and in LA and um so and my stand-up's really storytelling like okay. I just kind of I do a lot of impressions um what's your best impression um, well, I personally like doing male impressions. Like, I love, I'm obsessed with Pitbull. Like, just, you know, how he talks like this. He's like, Dolly, like, you never understand what he's saying. Ha ha. He, like, giggles through everything. Like, he could literally be like, you know. Mr. Like, Worldwide? Yeah, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. Mr. In Your Face. Uh, like, everything about him I'm obsessed with. So I really enjoy doing men. And, like, the uglier I am, the, the uglier the wig. If I have a neck brace on, like, the grosser <laughs> and it just the, 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 the funnier it is to me. How so. did you get into comedy in the first place? Have you always been funny? Yeah, I was a funny kid. I was a funny kid. My family was just so, we're all type A alphas that I had to be like three steps ahead of the game to compete, even to like sit down at dinner and like keep up with my family. So I've just always been a funny where, kid. Where do you think that comes from? Um, Probably my parents. My parents both had like a sick sense of humor. And um, it's funny. People ask me like, where do you get your confidence? I've just always lived my life overly confident because I had to, you know? And it's funny. Like, what, do you mean, like, what do you mean? Like, I just... 
I don't know. I get up and I like like who I am, and I feel like so many people in this day and age compare themselves to everybody else on Instagram. Where I think one of the reasons why my brand, or I hate even saying like my brand, but why people connect and engage with me so much is because I'm all about like being honest and like being truthful. Like you know, and, and nowadays everyone's like, oh look at what I have, look at what I'm doing. But I've always been like, what's good? I had to move back home with my mom. I'm 31. You know, hashtag thriving. Okay, we have to talk about confidence because I yeah. feel like this is this is kind of a hot topic on our podcast. How I love how you say I like. Like who I am. I'm not sitting on Instagram comparing myself to everyone else. You, It seems like you really stay in your own lane. Can you give yeah. someone who's maybe struggling with confidence some tips? You know, I have young women all the time send me messages, how do you deal with confidence? And I'm like, listen, I really think I had a good relationship with my dad. I'm so grateful for that. And he always told me, he was like, Heather, you're a McMahon. You can do anything. But you really just have to like who you are. At some point, you're like, fuck it. I can't be anybody else but me. So I got to get up every day and look myself in the mirror and be like, you got this. You can do it. I mean, look, I could compare myself being in the business. Oh, my God. Being a female actress in the business. Can't tell you how many times I've gone on auditions where literally the breakdown has said something like morbidly obese but beautiful. You know, if I took what everybody's I know and, and I'm like a normal sized human, but that in that in the entertainment business, I'm considered morbidly obese. And if I let that get morbidly to me, morbidly obese. Oh, honey, that is like anyone that's yeah. listening. Go Google. Heather, she's stunning. You're not more of a Leo But in the business, that's what it's considered. So there's so many times where, you know, being in this business and constantly getting rejected could affect me. But at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm just like a narcissist or what, but I'm like, I'm fucking fantastic. So if you're not going to hire me, that's on you. And also my parents were so savage, like again, because we're all type A and my sister's an attorney. My dad was a ball buster. My mom's from Boston. Like, no no director or producer could ever say anything to me that my own parents haven't said to my face. You know? I didn't grow up with parents who were like, oh, honey, here's a participation. Oh, my you God. Know? Michael's going to have a tangent with this. Okay. No, I love, I'm just going to step back from yeah. the mic. I think, I think we're doing children a disservice. Oh, 100%. My parents I were- I get in trouble all the time for saying that. I think, like, there's no eighth place. Eighth, how do you say? Eighth place eighth? trophies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's bullshit. Tenth place. You don't know. No, 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 no. You either win or you don't. And, like, if you don't, it's like, hey, try harder next time and you might win the next time. Or figure out what you're good at. Like, yes. my dad was like, Heather, you're too chunky for soccer. Like, you're wh- huffing it up and down the field, you know? And I mean, I, but I was like that chunky kid who was just, like, trying to do the most. And so he was like, what do you love? I'm like, I love to dance and I love theater. He's like, all right, let's focus on that. That's so, a smart dad, though, yeah. that to take your strengths and zone in on that. Yeah. I love the guitar. I love music, but I don't have an ounce of musical ability in right, It's like, right. I'm not going to get out there and be like, you know, my dad said I might be one day. And just right. like, you know. And then I, my none. dad really wanted me to play professional golf because I was a good golfer going up. But then my coach, you know, when I hit like my high school coach, I think I was junior year, I finally got like <laughs> big boobs and he had he literally pulled my dad aside and he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, your daughter got tits over the summer, so I don't know if golf's gonna be your thing because we gotta readjust her swing. And my dad was like, All right, we're going to the next thing. So <laughs> you have to be realistic with what God gives you. And I think that's the thing. Everybody's trying to like like live outside their lane. And I'm like, okay, what am I good at? I'm good at being self-deprecating and funny and I enjoy who I am and I like making people feel good about themselves and I like giggling. Like, we have to, you know, you can't control what happens to you in your life. You can only control your attitude. So if I can take that approach and make people laugh and, like, entertain people, then that's what I was put on this earth to do. I know that sounds cheesy. I always say it's all funny. People are like, God, you're mean to your husband. I'm like, it's all jokes. It's all funny. It's all lighthearted. We don't take anything too seriously ever. I want to know about, I feel like the comedy industry is so male-dominated. It really is. So how do you come into that industry as a woman? And I feel like you have masculine energy. I have masculine energy too. Yeah. I love 
masculine energy in a mm-hmm. woman. Um, how do you come in with that energy and not ruffle feathers? Or are you ruffling feathers? It's interesting. I actually work really well with dudes because I am such a straight shooter. So you can tell me to my face, no, I don't like that. Let's do it again, you know, if you were on set. Like, I, I don't, I really know how to compartmentalize that. Um, but... Uh, you know, you also have to take everything a lot of these like egotistical guys say with a grain of salt, you know, and you just have to play the game a little bit, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a feminist and all those things, but I really think that sometimes you just got to be smart as women. We have to think three steps ahead. Um, and I don't get intimidated by men in the comedy world. Like I really think there's space for everybody. You just got to be honest and truthful to what your brand is and, and, you know, what your point of view is. Everybody's gone through something different, especially as a comedian. You know, we're all telling our story from our point of view. So there's room for everybody. There really is. I am on mushies. Mushrooms. I am deep in the mushrooms. Yeah, I like to call them mushies. I got that from Tarot. For those of you that are regular listeners to this show, you know that Four Sigmatic is also a sponsor of the show. We love Four Sigmatic products. I take them all the time, whether I want to get jolted up like today, whether I want to relax or wind down, they have the products for you. The first one and the product that originally turned me on to Four Sigmatic is their mushroom coffee with lion's mane and chaga. I take this in the morning, just put in a little bit of hot water when I need to take a coffee break. I know I say it a lot on this show, but this stuff really does work. I would be talking about it even if they weren't a partner of the show. Um, And we've talked about this a lot with me. I need breaks from coffee. I got this weird gland issue and sometimes when I have too much caffeine or too much coffee from the acidity sometimes I just need to switch it up and Four Sigmatic is the answer for me. I personally am a big fan of the hot mushroom cacao mix. I talk about this all the time. It's like this hot cacao. It tastes like hot chocolate. There's no calories, no sugar and what I do is I take a big cup of hot water and then I add the powder. It comes in these little packets like Michael said and you can even fit them in your handbag which is a fun plus and then I add lemon to the hot cacao mix and I drink it in bed while I watch Real Housewives. It's heaven. They also have products. One of the ones that I really like is the Lion's Mane Elixir. It doesn't have the caffeine, but it's for focus. And so when I need to just jam out a bunch of work, I take that one. This stuff is really good for those of you that need to travel as well because they come in individually measured packets. So you can just throw them in your bag, your briefcase, take them on the plane, take them as you need them, keep them in the hotel, especially if you got that shitty hotel coffee. This stuff has the this stuff is the alternative. And just some TSC benefits for you guys. They assist mushrooms in weight loss. They lower stress levels, promote healthy skin have anti-aging effects and they're even huge players in the role of preventing diseases basically mushrooms are a secret star yep and on the other side of the spectrum they also have elixirs for winding down and sleep like the reishi mushroom blends lauren and i take the hot cacao mix like she said we really need to get a good night's sleep we both swear by this stuff and you should too they are a sponsor of this show and episode but like i said earlier i would be talking about them even if they weren't I tell everyone about their products. So if you want to try and take advantage of the offer that we have, go to foursigmatic.com. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C, foursigmatic.com slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15% off. Again, go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny for 15% off. Happy mushies, everybody. And, the, and I feel like the acts that maybe 
follow or take or from other acts like that's very short term yes like, yeah because you can't how long can you keep that up yeah totally and like most of like my favorite podcasts I listen to are all like male comics because I love that there's no bullshit and I think that they're they are held to a different standard because they can say whatever they want and I'm hoping that I can use my voice to kind of like say what I want to say you know and I that... want you to say whatever you want say whatever you want always I right. think <laughs> I think as women we that. do have to be so careful sometimes right. and it's bullshit it is bullshit for me like my I kind of got to apprentice a little bit with Joan Rivers and she was like my end all be all and yeah she like she told me years ago when I first moved to LA I went up to her at a restaurant remember Dominic's it was in Beverly Hills so before it closed I went in there I was sitting I just moved to LA I was eating at the bar and she came in and I knew her a little bit from the stand-up circuit in New York uh, really just as a fan and I went up to her at her table and I was like Miss Rivers I just want you to know you're the reason why I do this I'm obsessed with you and thank you so much for being a pioneer she was so gracious and has always been so nice to comics and she came up to me afterwards and she said I just want you to know you have chutzpah nobody else has the balls to do what you're doing and I feel your energy and you have great energy and you're going to make it and I got in my car and I wept like a baby and I called my dad I was like Joan said I'm going to make it <laughs> <laughs> and that was like that pivotal moment in my life where I was like you got to just be ballsy and steam roll ahead and do what you want to do what do you think Joan did differently than other comics she didn't take no for an answer and she was one of the she was the pioneer for women saying all those things that we didn't think we could say I I mean yeah she was making you know she was talking about abortion all those things that you shouldn't talk about quote-unquote back in the day and she's she is some of the just most sarcastic hysterical witty just out of the box humor and if you go back and like listen to some of her old stand up it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant Michael and I always talk on the show about how important it is to carve out your niche and ride the niche and I feel like she did that you do that too on your Instagram stories do you have a strategy is there like is or do you just wake up in the morning and say this is what I'm going to post or I I feel like posting about Britney like what's there is no strategy honestly it's very organic for me Um, you know because I have such a big background in improv like that's literally how my brain things it's always you know on my feet actually I have a hard time when I have to sit down and write a script like when I do my characters it's I'm always just out I mean I might have a concept um, or like an arc of the story for the day but I just kind of go with it when you're when you're formulating an act like do you how does that process work do you see something that's funny and right away know there's a joke or do you have to take time and process and then write it out like how does that process look um yeah I mean I think I'm so observant. I'm always watching what's going on, always. So, I mean, I write things down, and I'm not just a stand-up. You know, I haven't done stand-up in a hot second, and I'm going to get back into the market now, which is, you know, I took some time off, so that's going to be a a very humbling grind again. But, yeah, when you see something funny, you just kind of make note of it, and then it's, you know, writing a joke is basically... um, the punchline is always something that people don't expect. Okay. So that's how you write comedy. You know, you just you, what do you see and then twist it. What you know, if you, if you tell something that somebody's going to expect, then that's not funny. But if you throw in a zinger, you know, they're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So every time you want to go for something that they wouldn't think that they were gonna laugh at. Or um, just like how you write punchlines and the button to a joke. It's just you never. See, Whatever you're finishing with, like the punchline, is just not what they thought, what they expected. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Did, I hope I'm doing that justice. No, did, yeah. you, did you learn to do that, or was it something that, again, just came natural? I think it's just you. It's just natural. It's natural. Okay, yeah. well, what if there's someone out there that's listening, and okay. they want to get into comedy? Do uh, they have to be naturally funny? No, but I think you have to be observant, and you have to, like, love—you have to love comedy. You know, you have to be one of those people who's always trying to— 
find the quirkiness or the awkwardness in situations. Um, so you have to be observant, like I said. And if you want to get into comedy, I'd say take a stand-up comedy class, take an improv class, go to UCB, go to Second City. You know, in every city they have a major comedy, you know, the comedy store, the punchline, or any of those places. Just take a class and just try it. And really, you know... It, I don't know. If you're naturally funny, you know you know if you're naturally funny. But I'm the kind of person, like, I make myself laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I literally can sit around and, like, buy, I don't mind hanging by myself. And I'm like, I can just make myself laugh all day, you know? Just, I don't know. It's that inner monologue with myself. What I love about comedy is you could take the darkest things or the yeah. hardest moments and you could turn it into laughter, which right. is, there's an art to that. But, um, you know, they say laughter is the best medicine. And yeah. I feel like comics do such a good job of taking things that are traumatic and yeah. turning them on their head. I mean, listen, they always say there's two types of comics. There's people who come from really dark place and then just genuinely joyful people. I do think I'm a genuinely joyful person. But listen, I mean, I watched my dad die of cancer almost three years ago. And I, I had kind of lived a picture-perfect life, right? Never really had any struggles growing up. And coming out of that darkness came the funniest shit I think I've ever written in my life. And even just like, I mean, I'm writing, hopefully writing a TV show right now about, you know, watching somebody die of cancer. Like, it was just the funniest shit. Even my dad had a sense of humor in the hospital while he's dying. Like, what's an example of how you can take something dark like that and make it into something funny? Um... (laughs) Well, my dad was a big guy, and I'd take after him, like, broad shoulders. I was a son he never had. And when my dad got cancer, I mean, literally, my dad was like, you know, if, if, if we needed to, you know, those, like, giant crystal springs, five-gallon jugs. Like, I was the one who always had to carry it upstairs to my parents' <laughs> you know, room. He's like, God damn, Heather, grab two of those things. I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm like, 11 years old. I can't carry these giant jugs. But when my dad was dying, he lost a lot of weight, and he was such a big dude, and he pulled me aside in the hospital. He's like, hey, listen, you know you're built like me, right? I was like, you're right, Dad. He goes, if, if you start getting skinny you're probably dying okay honey so don't lose any weight it's a bad sign <laughs> so literally I, i'm always like oh i don't want to get too thin because i'm probably dying like you have to laugh at this shit you cannot control what happens to you right and just even the stuff after my dad died oh my god like going through grief grief is so funny if you like take a step back it was almost like an outer body experience for me like the funeral dynamics and everything oh, my dad's funeral was like the funniest thing i've ever been to in my life one of his friends from high school came up and he was so stoned and we had like 600 people at the funeral this guy was so yeah, high. Was a popular dude yeah he, he was he was a popular dude and so um we cremated my dad because when he died he was so distant like um he had put on so much fluid from the cancer and he died in Texas. Okay, here's another thing. Try to get a body from Texas back to Atlanta. Forget it. It was a shit show. What do you do with that? Oh, it's like a whole thing. And my sister's an attorney. Thank God she took care of it. So my dad had already bought his burial plot for like our whole family, right? Because that's what you do in the South. You like buy a plot of land where you're going to bury your family. And the lady at the funeral home is like, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're going to need an extra large casket for your dad. And you're probably that's going to encroach on your mom's burial plot. My mom's like, so you're telling me that my, my extra large husband <laughs> needs a big and tall casket. She's like, over my dead body and his. She's like, what can we do? We're cremating him. She's like, your father would come back and haunt us if we gave you, you know, a a plus-size casket, basically. So we ended up cremating him, and his friends were so high at the funeral that one of his buddies came up, and he's like, how do I say bye to your dad? I was like, hey, Mike, he's in that urn. He's like, wait, I don't understand. Where's the body? I'm like, he he was torched two days ago. He's there, so if you want to say goodbye, just, I don't know, hug the urn. I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's just like such an outer body experience. So you have to really, in the darkest times, I think it's actually you find the most laughter and and the brightest light, if that makes sense. You said you're writing a show on, it's on death. 
Well, it's I want to write a show about grief because I think a lot of people don't talk it about talk about it, especially in you your don't know 30s. how to approach it, right? Like yeah, like I mean, how everybody's like, oh, I have my life together, I have my life together. Or when you've dealt with grief, it's when you were young or you know when you're older and you expect your parents to die. My dad died at like 57, pretty young from cancer. We didn't even know he had. I mean, from the day of diagnosis to the day of death, it was a week. Holy so shit. I'm writing a show, really. Yeah. So when people, that's even another thing when people are like, oh, we relate because your dad died of cancer. I'm like. I don't even feel like we had a fighting chance. You know, I feel bad because I can't really relate to people who went through chemo and went through all those things. You know, I basically that's a grueling process watching. Oh, that. for sure, and I'm I'm grateful that my dad passed quickly, but it's also just this weird thing where like, where do you fit in? when you talk about grief. So the show that I really want to write, though, is about the process of me coming home. And, like, here I was, like, you know, hustling in L.A., and then to come home back to Atlanta, literally at 30, moving back in with my mom just to figure shit out, you know? And, like, I joined, like, a bridge club at my mom's country club because I was like, well, if I'm going to, like, party with these 65-year-olds, I'm going to do it right, you know? (laughs) And, like, I drink Chardonnay every day at 4. Like, I'm kind of thriving at home, you know? Um, It's been hard, but I also think that I want just a female-driven show about, like, what it's like to be, you know, in this situation. I love that idea. I think that is, like, genius. And it's not just about sad shit. It's just about how you readjust your life, right? So right now at this moment, are you in New York for fun or do you live here? Well, I'm moving back to New York. Okay. Yeah, the Italian stallion lives here. We want to hear about the Italian stallion. Yes, yes. I mean, he's just the cutest. So we, um, I'm probably either moving at the end of the year or first thing in January. Okay, is the Italian stallion funny? Oh, he's so funny. Does he let you have center stage or is it like 100%. a fighting? 100%. And if he didn't, this wouldn't work. Okay. So funny. We met years ago when I was doing improv and stand-up. Jeff, um, uh, you know, he, was a, he just finished grad school, but he was working a corporate job at the time. And he would show up to, like, my comedy shows in a suit. And he'd be on the front row and laugh at everything because he just he's, like, my number one fan. And that's the way every relationship should be. And people always thought he was my manager. And they're like, your manager's so young and handsome. I'm like, that's my boyfriend. But, you know, he would just always be front row, like, just cheering. Me on. Talk to me about that. You just said that's how every relationship should be. I've, I I totally agree with you. I think that it's so important to marry a teammate yes. and someone that you actually like. Yes. That's important. People don't say that. It is. It seems like a pretty simple concept, but... It's, but, but there's people, a lot of I'm misfires t- out there. I, I know a lot so of many women that want to get away from their husband. And I'm like, I, we have to leave each other for a week and we're both like... What do, what do we do? Like, we're so used to being, we love to be around each other. 100%. And I feel, I mean, I had a great example because my parents were madly in love with each other. And my mom was the original cougar. My mom was 11 years older than my dad. Ooh, I oh, yeah. like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. mom. Oh, yeah. Mom was, like, thriving in Miami, like, looking for the young Whoa, guys. Whoa, mom. Yes. And so when I met Jeff, honestly and truly, I'm, like, basically marrying my father, which is great because I had a great relationship with him. <laughs> But um, like the, every, even down to like what Jeff eats for breakfast, I'm like, oh shit, this is what my dad does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that your your partner has to be your fan. Like if you're not rooting for each other, what are you doing? And we've been together seven, it'll be eight years in February, and we've been long distance. And Jeff has always been my cheerleader. Like when I was living in New York, and I was like, listen, babe, I gotta go to LA. And he's like, I want you to get that out of your system, and I want you to do that because I don't want you to ever think that I held you back, you know. And so now he's here, and you're yes, I'm moving in together. Yes. Oh, for sure. Have yeah. you ever lived together? Um, no, we haven't lived together. And his mom seems to think that that's going to be like, you know, like that's going to break it. Okay, let me ask the dynamics. Are mm-hmm. you moving into his house or are you guys finding a house together? No, we're finding a place together. Okay, everyone yeah. that's listening. That's the way to do it. I yeah. think that's the way to do it and I'll tell you why. I had a beautiful place. Lauren kicked me out of it and said, nope, it, we're getting, we're going somewhere he else. He had yeah. the most you need beautiful penthouse, like gorgeous situation. Mm-hmm. 
And he goes, well, you're going to move in here, right? And I go, no. fuck no. Good for We're you. We're moving into our own house. I don't care if it's smaller. All I care about is light and no right. carpet. Right. Like, <laughs> light and no carpet. I need to take a selfie on no carpet. Yeah. And I'm good. Right. And so I wanted to move in a space with him because I felt like if we, if I moved into his space, it would have been like, hey, yo, um, your towel's on my floor. Exactly. And I just couldn't do that. Right. I think everyone that's listening, even if you have to downgrade, move in together and make it an equal situation. Absolutely. In and my opinion. In New York, though, we're I already I don't looking- think there's any such thing as me having any equal kind of say in, in any of this. But no. it's basically like, we're moving out and you're doing what I'm saying. I said, okay, well. <laughs> but it's it's sweet that you think it's equal. Our walk-in pantry is a museum. I. <laughs> this is why I miss L.A. so much. We're looking at apartments now. And, like, you know, when you move in New York, you literally have to show up, like, the day before you want to, want to get the keys. Why? Because that's how quickly things move in New York. Okay. You just go quick. It just goes so quick. It's so- similar in L.A., not as bad as here, but... Yeah, and you have to show up with, like, a, you know, uh, a DNA sample, your W-2s, like, everything to the point bag where, like... Bag of money. They, yeah, a bag of money, you know, gifts for the children of the landlord. Like, it's so aggressive, it's unbelievable. So you can't really get your heart, you know, set on anything. But it's so sad. Like, we have a very healthy budget, and I'm just, like, my one qualification is I just want to be able to get a king-size bed in a room. You know, even in some of these luxury buildings, like, that's uh, that's actually a luxury. You need good light, though, for your Instagram stories, too. Exactly. You'd I need love great good, light. Good mm-hmm. light is all that matters nowadays. Yeah. Nothing else matters. You can live in a shoe. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, we, he and I cannot fit in a smaller bed than a king-size bed together. So I'm like, Jeff, we just need a king-size bed. But that's New York. So for me, it's very claustrophobic going back from, like, L.A. and Atlanta back to New York where, you know, man, you are living the good life if you're in, like, 800 square feet. So I want to know about the tips that you have for writing because I know as a blogger Mm -hmm. it's sitting down to actually write is for me it's like I put it to the absolute last fucking second right and then I'll write at 1130 at night Mm -hmm. and all day I'll be thinking about it but I can't like and that's probably not a procrastinator too okay so you procrastinate yes do you write at night oh I fully come alive at 1130 okay Uh, my best most creative hours are from probably yeah 1130 to about 4 a.m. Huh. If you get me up at eight, I could have seven iced coffees. That's not where how my brain thinks. But my dad was the same way. It's I am my father's daughter, but like literally, like that is just when I come alive. And that and it's what's because, the process when you're sitting down to write? Because usually I get in bed and then all I'm flooded with all these ideas and then I just have to get up and I just have to go for it. You and know what I mean? Are any of them based off your Instagram stories? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they always say write what you know, right? You have to write from experience. You have to write from truth. Um, so yeah, I, I what were you like in high school? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Honestly, I was student body president. I was one of those. You know what I mean? I went to the same school, um, a very intense Christian school from like kindergarten through 12th grade. So I knew everyone. But I was like in theater, but also like cool, you know, and like did cheerleading and shit like that. I was pretty well rounded. I want to bring this full circle and mm-hmm. just um, talk about your break, uh, your your breakdown of yes. Britney's breakdown. Yes. Can you like just explain how you did that on your highlights for anyone that wants to go watch this? Because it was insane. What was the motivation behind this? Yeah, what's go? I need like more info on this. Okay, basically, real talk. I was super hungover on a Sunday, and I was just scrolling through Britney's Instagram, and I got like so much anxiety <laughs> looking at all these celebrities commenting on her acting like her behavior was normal. I'm like, when are we gonna actually sit down and address this? So I casually made a comment on Instagram, like, are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? And everybody just flooded in. They were like, we've been thinking this for years. We totally agree. So it was finally like, I think I just kind of had to say it. You know, I was a whistleblower for the fact that all these 
like herself and Lindsay Lohan and all these people are clearly giving cries for help on the internet. So when you say cries for help, what were some what are some ways that you think that she's crying for help? Because you got so specific in this this breakdown of her. Okay, specifically, she was doing these runway fashion videos in her house, and it's like she's got her bad extensions hanging out, like three day old makeup, and she's in this in these tight bandage dresses. She, it's clearly it's clear that she is the one recording it and setting it to like really shitty music. And I'm thinking, where's her PR people? So, you know. So and by the way, I just want to like tell everyone out there, you're not coming from a hateful space no i'm obsessed she's with not making fun of her you're yeah. like you're actually wondering what's going on if there's something behind the scenes we're yes. not seeing yeah it was just kind of like whoa 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 why are we all acting like this is totally normal behavior when she's clearly like speedballing out of her mind right now you know what i mean for somebody who is such a professional performer with the crazy makeup and and like you know looking like she just rolled out of tj maxx i'm like what's going on so, I mean, I'm a huge Britney fan, always have been. So it really was just kind of like, ooh, what's happening here? Honestly, you look like Britney pre when Britney was, like, slave for you. I'm dying. That's, like, the nicest Do thing. Do people say, tell you that? No, I get a lot of people. I, it's a range of people. I really mostly get Stifler's mom, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> yes. I often get her. Um, I get a Blair from The Facts of Life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you do. You resemble Brittany a little bit. I mean, I can. I really see. appreciate that. Well, we're both from the South, so I think I give up that like Southern hospitality vibe. <laughs> you know? Do you ever do an impression of Brittany? Um, no, I haven't, but I need to start working on it. Yeah, we need we need you to break down Brittany with your impression of Brittany. I could absolutely do that. And the thing is, she really has like a deep register. Her vocal range is very deep. And so the more I started delving into like what's actually going on with Brittany, the more I realized how her brand has essentially manipulated her and changed her over. Over the years and I really think she like her normal speaking voice is probably down here like mine. Paris Hilton's is the same way. Oh Paris well Paris is I think is the one who started stirring the pot. Oh so I we're think... going back we're going back to like 2001. Okay let's really break this down. Okay. What's the two things that Lindsay and Brittany have in common? They used to be besties with Paris. Wow mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah and when Brittany started getting a little crazy she was partying with Paris. Yeah. Well, and Paris then, seems like she's doing just fine, though. Paris is doing just fine. I have to, like, just shout this out. Paris pulled me in the bathroom when I was 21 and tried to make out with me. <gasps> this is a true story. I know I've never told it on the podcast. She pulled me in the bathroom. I'll never forget this. I was such a big Paris Hilton fan. I was yes. wearing one of those fake Dior bags with Dior, Dior, Dior. Absolutely. Go on. Um, <laughs> I was wearing a pink latex mini skirt with, like, you. the blondest of blonde hair, like, thinking I was Paris Hilton. Right. Um, and I ran into her at an L.A. club, and I was in L.A. just for the night. I lived in San Diego, so this was, like, a major deal. Right. And she pulled me in the big stall with her, and we <sighs> peed together, and all she said was, you're hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. <sighs> kind of went in for a kiss and then pulled me to her table. Okay. And then I have another Paris Hilton story that I just remembered. What? I smoked weed with her at her house. Did oh she my try God, to kiss you again? That. No, she didn't try to kiss me this time. This another time... I, I What's going on here? How many stories you got? I've never learned until I was 12. I've never heard Maybe any of these I stories. I have a Britney Lindsay breakdown. Wait, <laughs> I just remembered. Okay, so. I think it's it started. It's, it's, it's happening yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford had a son. Hey, Malcolm. And he brought my friend and I to her house, and she was smoking a huge blunt, eating in and out And we smoked a blunt together. And that was when I was 19. So okay. maybe that's why, like, the, like, she pulled me in the bathroom. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember well, that. Well, I've heard that apparently there was a little love triangle between Brittany and Lindsay. And, and sorry, Brittany, Lindsay, and Paris. And apparently Paris went for Brittany. Who and are you going for? 
Um, I think I'm terrified of Paris, honestly. I'm going for Britney out of all three. Yeah, I'm going for Britney. Yeah, oh, oh, who I'd want to make out with? Yeah. Oh, for sure, Britney. Yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, going for, Britney. for Britney. Yeah, she's got like, just, you know, I think Who are you sweet. going for, babe? I think I'm going for Britney, too. Yeah. You're going for Britney? Yeah, what the hell? Why are you going for anyone? Well, you know. You can go for Britney. I'm hearing about you. In this that scenario, was a trick question. You yeah, can go for yeah, someone. Yeah, I'm going yeah. for it. It's too late now. Yeah. But apparently there was a, a tryst between, like, Paris and Lindsay were fighting over Britney, is what I've allegedly heard, okay? And then that's why Paris and Lindsay still hate each other. Oh. Because Paris got Britney and Lindsay didn't get But Britney. Lindsay got Sam Ron, or Ronston. Ron, yes, but I mean, are you going to fight for Sam? I'm not. No, you know? no, 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 I'm fighting for Britney. I'm fighting for Britney. Okay, but that is mm-hmm. interesting that that's the common denominator. It's so, Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. It really is. <laughs> God, I want women fighting for me, you know? Uh, I've never dipped in the lady pond, but I feel like I need more power lesbians trying to, like, you know, beat down my door. Michael and I just had a podcaster, or not a podcaster, a writer on that writes about the how— Wednesday Martin, have you heard of her? I haven't. She she wrote this book called um, Primates, uh, Park Avenue Primates. Okay. And she uh, writes about how a lot of women are actually having more affairs than men. Really? And they're having affairs with women. But she backs it up with scientific studies. So, like, a lot of women are late in life, lef- le- late in life lesbians. So, I'm thinking if Michael's doing something weird, you never know. She Mike calls them pussy a, whispers. A plot twist. That was our first question. Like, what, I, we said, what is a pussy whisperer? She writes all about it. You never I, know. Honestly, I love that. I want to get that on a t-shirt, just pussy whisper. Lead with fear. I've had at least three of my girlfriends in their, you know, we're in our early 30s, come out. Really? And and it's not necessarily, and I know this is like I'm writing a fine it. line, but they're like dating women now. And they say like, oh, I'd go back to men, or I, but I'm really in love with a woman right now. So I don't necessarily know if they're full on lesbian. I don't know, because I hate to like categorize someone, but I don't know how that works. But I have two girlfriends who are now dating women. I think women have become turned off because of men's behavior on dating apps. That's oh, my 100%. theory. Like we don't need to see your abs in the mirror with like yeah. with with you, your protein powder in the corner and like. I'm actually not attracted, and it's not throwing Jeff under the bus, but I've never been attracted to like super ripped ab dudes because I'm like, okay, the amount of time that you could spend in the gym, you could also spend at work making more money. Is you Jeff know what I mean? very ripped? He's um, we're both top heavy. You know what I mean? He's got broad shoulders. He's got the best legs and ass you've ever seen. But you know, he's a little tender in the middle. You okay. know, and that's the way I like him. Okay, he in the gay world would be considered a bear. I we, believe. We had a whole podcast about this as oh, well. Yeah. Bears Michael, what and are otters. You, again? Um, you I, might be an otter or a seal. No, he's not actually. It really? was between an otter and a dad. Yeah, I've, I'm still. There's a lot that like I don't understand. Like a daddy, understand. as like a zaddy daddy, like or, a like a. Like I didn't. A, I don't know what a zaddy daddy is. Yeah, what's a zaddy daddy? It isn't. Well, a sugar daddy. I just feel like everyone says zaddy now. It's I don't not know a it's sugar daddy. Thing. But uh, listen, all these things, pussy whisperers, right. daddies, otters, I'm, le- I'm learning as I go. I'm, right, I'm right. figuring it out. You're whatever we say you are. Yeah, <laughs> Heather, what is a book, a resource, a podcast that you recommend to our audience? It could be something inspirational, self-care, something funny, anything that you would recommend that they can go pick up and read or watch or listen to. Okay, well, one of my favorite comedians, his name's Theo Vaughn. He oh, has my a God. I'm obsessed with Theo. He's the best. Do you know him? He's Michael's favorite. Um, we went to see a friend of ours at a... Um, stand up and Theo, we didn't even we didn't know about Theo at the time, and he came and performed. Yeah. Shout out room, to like Dana 30. and Annabelle. Yeah, and um, 
he was formed with like 30 people and immediately I went home and like watched his Netflix special and I started listening to his podcast. And then For some reason I knew you were going to say that was one of your And I'm trying to get him to come on this show. Oh my God. Well, let me be a fly on the wall for that. I am obsessed with him in the way he is fucking hilarious and I just love that his podcast, so his podcast is called This Past Weekend, but he just has such a stream of consciousness and he just has a, a good, like a giggly, goofy personality, but he also talks about serious shit and as a comedian, I enjoy breaking down serious stuff but also like bringing a positive spin on it too i just i find him hysterical and really entertaining i feel like he's he's really like blowing up right now too. he's totally blowing up yeah i think he's gonna be the next huge comic absolutely you actually remind me of it's really funny that you said him because i was thinking right when we started you remind me of him but a woman like you guys have similarities you do well and the thing is he is such a good representation for the south too and he talks about a lot on his podcast like especially being in this industry we're so sick and tired of people portraying the south as we're a bunch of like Trump supporter idiots, you know, and just I, I, he always talks about that, like being in Hollywood and 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 how we're trying as Southerners trying to tell those honest stories about people from the South, and we're not a bunch of you know ignorant idiots. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to his podcast. Everyone says it's so good. It's amazing. I, I gotta listen to. Yeah, it. he's incredible. Okay, Heather, we'll be waiting for your podcast that's breaking down Britney. I hope it's it will, coming. It soon. will be coming out. Don't worry. If not, twenty forty. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Um, on Instagram. Okay. At Heather K McMahon. So Heather K, K for McMahon. like Kardashian. Yes. And, and if someone's new and they want to like watch the highlights, where should they start with Britney? There's part one, two, three, four. Yeah, start at the beginning, okay. right? Let's not miss anything. And then um, you break it all down. I break it all down. Okay. Yeah, and then get really deep. I love when people get deep into that feed. I got deep. It was yes. a, it was Sunday. I was hungover, mm-hmm. and someone told me to watch. I thought I was gonna watch like a couple stories. I was right. like. Oh my God, this girl is so good. I, I couldn't look away. Listen, I'm just honored and flattered that people are tuning in. I'm literally recording this live from my mom's basement kind of situation. So stay humble in the meantime. And I love when I get a like, like 62 weeks. I was you just know, prior, I'm like, oh yeah, they're those, in it. Those memes, you got to be careful like not to accidentally like 62 weeks back. But I'll follow them right back. Like if somebody's that deep, I'm like, sure. oh, they're in it. I'll follow you back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to show you, you love too. You guys, that's how you get a follow from yes. Heather. Go 62 weeks yes. back. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks for having this. me. This is awesome. Oh. Hey guys, thank you for checking out this Friday episode and listening. Don't forget to check out the new podcast site over at tscpodcast.com. All of the show notes for this episode and all of our others can be found there. It's a really awesome resource that highlights all of the awesome people and guests that we've talked to, all the different books and resources that they have recommended, as well as the things we have recommended. It also has a new section for new listeners that are trying to get caught up to speed with the show. So to check it out, go to tscpodcast.com and we will be back next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Four Sigmatic, one of our favorite companies. We had to bring this brand on board as a partner. We use this product all the time, multiple products from this product line. Four Sigmatic specializes in superfoods, medicinal mushrooms, and adaptogenic herbs, and they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. If you're looking for a coffee alternative to switch up your caffeine intake, Four Sigmatic has the blends for you. They're all delicious. Just open a pack and add it to hot water. They don't taste like mushrooms and like always we have a special offer just for him and her listeners go to foursigmatic.com forward slash skinny and enter promo code skinny at checkout for 15 percent off your entire order this episode was also brought to you by pure romance pure romance helps women love their lives through bath beauty and bedroom accessories their dedication to women's sexual health sets them apart you guys they have some awesome products okay it really spices up the bedroom if you know what i mean check out their personal massagers and their essential oils they're like these sexy sensual oils 
and I'm really very much about the bang bang right now. All you have to do is go to pureromance.com and enter promo code SKINNY for 10% off. That's pureromance.com, SKINNY for 10% off.